Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So not only do we have 170,000 Hollywood actors and 12,500 screenwriters picketing in L.A. and New York, we have thousands of local hotel workers staging rolling strikes. I mean, they had the giblets to ask Taylor Swift, could you postpone your era's tour, please? Because there's too many people using our hotels and we're not making enough money. Then we have the UPS workers who, uh, I don't think they've still okayed the contract, although they've, you know, it's tentative. So that strike is still ongoing. Well, now we have... Los Angeles city workers who are taking a 24-hour strike. Sanitation, airport workers fed up with the lack of resources and unfilled vacancies will be their issues for the SEIU Local 721, which represents many city workers. Isn't that interesting that uh, the unions who are strong supporters of this administration in office right now in this country. Strong support. This administration loves them, loves unions. And we've had more strikes than the, I mean, I don't know that we've, I don't know that we're, we've set a record because I feel like uh, there was, uh, we had a bunch of strikes four or five years ago. And then obviously we had a bunch of strikes back in the 70s. And I'm not giving specific numbers, but there was a bunch of them. So maybe we haven't set a record yet. But we're pretty darn close. Welcome. And have fun in L.A. with no sanitation pickup. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, I'm kind of torn between this story. Uh, between the, well, the circumstances of this story. So this lady... Uh, Mary McCarthy and her daughter uh, were questioned by police after they landed in Denver over suspicions of human trafficking. So a California woman is now suing Dallas Southwest Airlines two years after what she believes was a case of racial profiling. Okay. Flight attendants, assuming the 10-year-old who turned out to be the woman's biracial daughter might be a victim of human trafficking. Okay, so uh, she is talking about, oh, look, it, uh, it's, I'm emotional. It's too emotional for me. It's taken this toll on me. Whew. And uh, and the social media backlash uh, that followed. Yeah, because people are like, wait, what happened? So she's traveling from Los Angeles to Denver after the sudden death of her brother. And she bought the tickets last minute for her and her daughter. And they were the last to board the plane. So unable to find seats together, she said other passengers eventually moved so she could sit with her daughter. Okay, that's nice. But that means that she was in the plane. Hey, can we move together? I've got to sit with my little girl. I've, she, was making a, she was making a little bit of a scene to having to sit with this girl, right? So as they, uh, the flight attendant said, there's just something off. And so the Denver police were summoned to the jetway after the plane landed. And the flight attendant said, we don't know if she's lying to us, but uh, that's what she told the officers. Okay, so she wanted. they were thinking that she could be trafficking this little girl or stealing this little girl uh, because of what happened for the flight, pre-flight. And so they just 
figured it was suspicious and so they were wanted to follow up on it and they said we are not speculating anything well you kind of are speculating anything you're speculating that you know human trafficking is going on but that's you know this is where i'm torn that's okay right i mean that's what they're supposed to do if it was and no one did anything i can't believe the flight attendants didn't say anything this lady just walked right on and off the plane so uh she she of course uh, had video evidence of the questions being asked by the police for several minutes inside the jetway which she was eventually allowed to leave they came to the conclusion oh it's not human trafficking you can go with your daughter now go ahead (laughs) uh okay uh so she claims that she found it all so disrespectful towards any customer who has a complaint of any degree that they wouldn't even be aware when they sit down with your lawyer what the gravity of the situation is wait what yeah that's she's talking about the communication with the airlines now so she is now filed a lawsuit in the district court of colorado accuses the airline of a display of blatant racism and uh, she they caused the airline southwest caused her daughter extreme emotional distress did she uh did they the whole incident was based on a racist assumption about a mixed race family this is the type of situation that mixed race families and families of color face all too frequently while traveling um no this is where i'm torn no because i feel like they honestly thought there was an issue the way everything transpired and after the police were summoned everything was fine okay i don't want the police questioning everybody i get it i understand it you want to tell the police go f yourself i'm just flying i'm trying to get to my brother's funeral we got my daughter here i shouldn't have to answer all these questions well you do because the flight attendants think there might be a problem with you and that girl right there because you've put up a struggle to have to sit with them and you were you were exhibiting some of the things some of the markers that may mean that there was human trafficking going on and so they called the police and the police checked it out and let you go so what do you want you want southwest to I, i don't know i don't know if they said they were sorry she claims they didn't southwest will probably say wait we said we were sorry you know sorry sorry about it we're just making sure you're okay. Uh, hopefully, if the if, if your child was taken, you'd be happy that we did this. So we'll see what happens. But uh, obviously, Southwest Airlines. Uh, ooh, we don't have anything to add right now. Uh, it's pending litigation. Oh, okay. Uh, my purpose now, at this stage, a formal apology is absolutely not enough. My purpose in doing this is to raise awareness around this rampant racial profiling that the airlines are engaging in. It needs to stop. Now, I've flown. It's been quite a while since I've flown. Been a number of years now since, uh, well, post-COVID. Post-COVID, I haven't flown. And I have seen uh, non-profiling by the TSA. I've seen, uh, you know, random checks on uh, Whitey, but I haven't seen random checks 
because of racial profiling. Maybe that's changed. I don't know. Okay, so last uh, Thursday or Friday, I got an email, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can uh, communicate with the show at any time, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, from an email uh, from Vincent, who was saying, hey, I'm going to be in a hot dog eating contest. Can you send me a hat? And he wanted to, you know, either a Pat Gray Unleashed or a Chewing the Fat hat. Now, had I seen that in a reasonable amount of time, I may have, uh, you know, tried to work something out. But I saw it on Friday, and he the email was sent, and it was both the event was taking place on Saturday. So there's no way that I'm going to be able to send him a hat. So he says, he, and I told him that, and I replied saying, "Hey, I, I can't, you know, I'd love to, but whatever, good luck." And so he claims that he found a hat. Well, then he sent, and I tell him, "Let me know how you did. Let's go. What's happening?" So he's in this local Nathan's hot dog eating contest, right? And I don't know where it was exactly that this contest was taking place. But I'm glad I don't know now because it's embarrassing. All right. He embarrassed. If he had he been wearing a two in the fat hat or a shirt, uh, it would have been. Well, he had a Nathan shirt on. He sent uh, some of the video I looked at. Uh, it, I can't air it for you because it's, it's embarrassing. So uh, he said he got five and a half down. Five and a half hot dogs? In what, 10 minutes? I mean, okay, so let's see. I came in fourth by one hot dog. First place only got 10 down. The next two tied at seven. They used real dense, thick buns, so it made it even harder to eat the soggy buns. Those bastards. Those bastards. I didn't read. Okay, so I didn't, I missed that part of the, the, the excuse. All right, so I have much more respect for Joey Chestnut now. You want to watch, you can see it here. I'm the one wearing the baseball cap next to the guy in the hot dog hat. He's the one with 10. Yeah, he. I noticed that uh, some of the contestants were busy yapping, and the guy in the hot dog hat was continuing to at least eat. Now, he only got 10 down. He won with 10 hot dogs. Uh, I, you know, for 10 minutes, and I, I'm guessing that's how much it, how much time you had. I don't know how much time you had for this contest. But usually the Nathan's hot dog contests are 10 minutes. Maybe the local ones are not that long. So maybe you only had five minutes. And if it's five minutes, okay. All right. You know, maybe I give you a little slack, Vincent. Maybe I give you a little slack. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying because, holy cow, five and a half? That's embarrassing. Bro. Bro, that's embarrassing. Just don't don't dip them. The reason you dip them is so you slide them down faster. Right, so if you're only going to eat five, just eat them. Don't try, don't dip them and try to suck them. You can quote me on that, by the way. All right, just I'm just letting you know. Just go ahead and quote me on that. But I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not. Look, I've said all along, I'm not a speed eater. I'm the Kenyan of eaters. I don't like the speed eating stuff. I've been in pancake eating contests and stuff before, and it's it's not easy. It's difficult. I'm like the, I'm the Kenyan of eaters. I want to eat that long distance eating, but five and a half, bro, bro. I mean, at least you probably got the t-shirt any out of it, right? You got the Nathan's, you could say you were in the contest. I hope they didn't take that back. <laughs> if I was running the contest, maybe I would, you know, the top two people, you get the t-shirt after that. And I got to have, no, I got to have that back. We're watching that for the next round. <laughs> I'd like to know how long it took. 
how long they gave you to eat. And that's interesting, uh, the Nathan's hot dogs with the uh, bigger buns. But seriously, if you're only going to, if you've got 10 minutes, uh, and you need, what, a minute a dog to win, 10, that's, you know, 10 hot dogs, you don't need to dip them. And dipping them makes it, makes it soggy and icky. Just eat them. I mean, you could do, what, a hot dog, three bites a dog? Easily. You know, maybe two extra, but three bites a dog, easy. And don't waste too much time chewing. Bite, chew, swallow. Bite, chew, swallow. You can quote me on that as well. Bite, chew, swallow. Some would say take the chew out of there. But no, I say no. Leave the chew in. We're talking about a hot dog eating contest. And then take care of that. Vincent, what, do I need to coach you the next time? All right, I just gave you some tips. You're welcome. All right? But, I mean, I'm... I'm I want to say congratulations. You know, you did it. You stepped out of your inner shell and got into that contest. And congratulations for you. Congratulations for for you. But five and a half? Really? Five and a half? Wow. All right, fine. All right, fine. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop, Vincent. Okay, because I just congratulations for being in the contest, and congratulations to the guy in the hot dog hat that ate ten and won the event. Congratulations, but congratulations to everyone who was involved. I, I mean that. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Welcome to our brand new sponsor uh, of Chewing the Fat, uh, or to Chewing the Fat, Magic Spoon Cereal. Yum. Yum. I just uh, went through a variety pack, (laughs) the cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, and peanut butter. I I don't know that I've decided which one I like best. Probably frosted, but eh, I mean, the cocoa was pretty good, and so was the fruity and the peanut butter. So I hate to just, I hate to give it just to frost it off, you know, higgly piggly, but they were all awesome. So Magic Spoon cereal, uh, it tastes just like your childhood faves, but with more protein and less sugar. Now, you know, we talk about, you know, growing up and eating a cereal was best part is the best part of being a kid. But as you get older, I mean, the... You have to watch out for all the sugar and the empty carbs. And so Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but high protein and less sugar. So one of the things that uh, come to mind is, uh, you know, my uh, my wife's grandkids uh, have to have snacks all the time. And this is perfect for them to snack on because uh, it's uh, cereal. But uh, hello, more protein and less sugar. So you get a variety pack of those four flavors I just mentioned, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter, uh, has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four to five net grams of carbs, only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero of zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, kid-friendly. Okay? I just added that. It's 
give it to the kids as a snack, okay? And how do you do that? Well, you go to magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Get a variety pack. Try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Jeffy at checkout and save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. 100% happiness guarantee. Yeah. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy, and it will save you five bucks off today. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And thank you, Magic Spoon, slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, for giving people a discount. Magicspoon.com slash Jeffy. So I follow uh, one, of, one of the accounts I follow on Instagram, uh, the official Evil Knievel. And if you don't know who Evil Knievel was, uh, what are you an, even an American? If you're listening to this show outside of America and you don't know who Evil Knievel is, look it up. And if you're, I'm guessing you know, because Evil Knievel was a worldwide sensation. I mean, it's hello, it's just Evil Knievel. And there's some great, <laughs> on my Instagram page, there's some great footage coming from that stupid site. People using the Evil Knievel race uh, motorcycle doll, jumping over stuff. It's just fun to watch. That's why, I, that's why I watch that. Plus, Evil used to live down in Tampa Bay when I lived in Florida. And, you know, you'd brush into him, brush with greatness every now and then see evil wandering around so uh but uh i saw where the sky cycle the evil can evil sky cycle was being uh removed from las vegas and i was like wait what well uh i know that it's, it's going to be a focal point of a new documentary series being released next year the documentary team will travel to the country uh going to travel around the country interviewing people that were impacted by evil can evil uh, and if you have a story to make the cut, you can email evilstories at gmail.com. There, I gave him a shout out. Uh, evil, uh, you can evilstories at gmail.com if you have a brush with greatness with evil. I may actually have to email them and tell them uh, my brush with evil, my brush with greatness on evil can evil in Florida. But I mean, we were all impacted, man. The world stopped when evil can evil was making his jumps. It's just incredible. And there wasn't uh, social media to film it. I mean, it was amazing. So, uh, just, uh, the guy was, uh, I mean, I think he broke every bone in his body a thousand times. Actually, according to most results, uh, he had more than 20 crashes and he said that he didn't personally tabulate his numbers of broken bones, <laughs> but according to, uh, the Guinness book of world records, which shows, uh, evil sustained, 433 broken bones in 1975 and his career didn't end until five years later so 15 major operations to relieve severe trauma and repair broken bones skull pelvis ribs collarbone shoulders hips he had a titanium hip uh, an aluminum plates in his arms and numerous pins holding many of his bones and bones and joints together he was in so many accidents he actually broke some of the metal parts inside his body yeah yeah, yeah. His son Robbie uh, said that uh, his father broke somewhere between 40 50 bones during his career. Evil claimed that it was about 35. It was quick to point out that he spent more than half his years. 
from 66 to 73 in hospitals in a wheelchair or on crutches. I mean, the guy who didn't want to be Evil Knievel and the guy was suffering for us. I mean, Evil was out there suffering for us crashing down these motorcycle rides, man. <laughs> I mean, we all, re- seriously, I remember crashing my bike, making a jump, saying, you know, doing Evil Knievel jumps off of a loading dock. And that was a bad example to set. We were doing jumps off of this loading dock, man. And you just, you got to remember to keep that front tire up, man. You don't keep that front tire up. You are crashing and you're going to crash and burn. Do you know what a great feeling it is to fly off of a loading dock and then realize, you know what evil was thinking when you're watching him jump and crash, realize you're going to crash and then you're just laying there in the gravel on this parking lot. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to the hospital because you're a little kid. Evil's going to the hospital and he's going to end up with broken bones. But we were so lucky, obviously, not to have broken bones and going to the hospital. But it was so much fun. And uh, I just wanted you to know, if you have a brush with greatness with evil, be sure to email him for the documentary. Okay, quick uh, lotto update. Uh, no winner of uh, the Powerball last night. So uh, it goes up to Wednesday. The 9th of August, if you're listening live, today is the 8th of August, 2023. Wednesday, the 9th of August, goes to $170 million, $83.4 million cash payout. I mean, it's getting where you might want to play. Uh, but we have the mega uh, millions drawing tonight, eight, uh, $1.55 billion. Dollars, right, seven hundred. Yeah, no kidding. Seven hundred and fifty-seven point two million. And I think we discussed uh, on a previous podcast. You're going to need a bitter, bigger cash register than the sound of that one. Okay, going to be. I don't know how many. I don't know how many times? Play it multiple times. Give me like two times. Yeah, you're going to need more than that too. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know how much you're going to need. I don't know how many of those drawers you're going to need, but it's going to be more than that <laughs> for the $757.2 million cash payout. Maybe you don't take it. Maybe you trust the lotto people to have your money available to you for 30 years. Because if you do, some of the experts will tell you that's the way to take it, right? Take it for 30 years. You take the, the yearly payouts. Uh, you end up, I think, uh, making actually more money than you would have, uh, and you do by taking the cash, obviously, than by taking the cash payout. But if you take the the yearly, then they invest that, and you get the percentage, some of the percentage of that as well. So then you get the, you know, that yearly check of whatever it would be, uh, you know, twenty million dollars or fifteen million dollars or thirty million, whatever it's going to be, um, for thirty years. Except, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, that would happen. And then for me, after 10 years, you'd get, yeah, we're out of money. And uh, we're bankrupt. So, yeah. You know, we said you'd get the money for 30 years. But, sorry. And we just, uh, we just can't. So, it's over. Have a nice day. Uh, We're just closing up shop. And so, you're screwed. I just feel like, uh, let me have it. Let me have my 757 point two million dollars and then if i go broke in 10 years that's on me that's on me i promise you i will not but if i do 
that's on me, not you. And so I can't complain to anyone. I mean, I will complain, but I won't. It will, you know that it won't be your fault. Okay. Uh, also, uh, congratulations to NASA as they start their new streaming service. I know another streaming service, but this one at least isn't isn't going to cost you anything. No cost, ad free platform. Going to be offered on iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. And they went all out. NASA, our people, NASA spending billions and billions of dollars on space and it looks kind of cool and am i gonna watch yes but that's not the point maybe we come up with a better name than nasa plus okay come on everything there's got to be something better right the space plus starship i don't know what i don't know but something you know they didn't consult me so you know go ahead we'll live with nasa plus we're putting space on demand and at your fingertips with NASA's new streaming platform. Uh, transforming our digital presence will help us better tell the stories of how NASA explores the unknown in air and space, inspires through discovery, and innovates for the benefit of humanity. NASA Plus. Okay. I don't know if they're going to air William Shatner taking care of business uh, at the Carmen line uh, from NASA's NASA Plus. That's a new show on NASA Plus. Carmen line. God. Weightlessness. Oh, Jesus. Carmen Tonight. <laughs> NASA Plus. No description can equal this. Weightlessness. Uh, oh my god. This <laughs> is Oh wow. Oh, I'm telling you. That's awesome. Holy hell. Oh my goodness me. I know. Oh, oh. wow. I can't believe this. Uh, that, I mean that's almost I got to tell you that's the, that's the first time I've heard it in a long time without the porn music underneath it. And so that was just a dry flyby of Carbon Line, the new show on NASA Plus. But the porn music, I mean, makes it even better. But hearing it dry like that makes it just as good. today who died today well we have william afridkin the oscar-winning director of the french connection and the exorcist he died uh, yesterday of heart failure and pneumonia in the city of angels los angeles he was 87 years of age he directed I don't know, dozens of projects over 40 years and uh, he had a lifetime achievement award in 2013 at the Venice Film Festival. And his last project, The Kane Mutiny Court Martial, is going to debut the end of this month. So, I mean, the man is still working. Uh, so, uh, rest in peace, William Friedkin, uh, dead at the age of 87. Then we have Lily Kimball. Lily Kimball, 31, suddenly collapsed at her home, rushed to the hospital because of a heart attack 
Despite efforts to perform CPR and save her life, doctors determined that was a massive heart attack. Uh, All right. Don't don't look at me like that. Don't don't look at me like that. She was 31. She was long in the tooth, man. Sure, she she was a former college tennis star. She wasn't in that great of shape anymore. What are we talking about? She was 31. <laughs> uh, so don't even look at me like that. Don't do it. Don't. I know what you're thinking. And don't do it. Okay? So Lily Kimball, dead at the age of 31. And then we have uh, <clears throat> Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd. Offensive lineman at Liberty University. Uh, freshman offensive lineman at the Liberty University. 19 years of age. Uh, he died Sunday afternoon. There was no cause of death uh, listed for Taj. Okay. Okay. That Stop. I mean, sure, that's what they heard. But there was no cause of death listed. Okay. And there you go again. You're thinking the same thing you thought with Kimberly. Don't do it because it doesn't say it. All right. I won't hear of it. I won't hear of it that that's the reason that a 19-year-old and a 31-year-old just dropped over. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? They all, even the 87-year-old heard. Right. So, I mean, that's going to, we're all going to hear that someday. Well, people around us are going to hear that. We're not going to hear that. But you know what I mean. Anyway, Taj Boyd. Rest in peace. Dead at the age of 19. I will say a man by the name of Charles Gregory uh, thought he was going to be part of Who Died Today. And uh, he is not, though. He is not, thankfully. Uh, He headed out for an early morning fishing trip off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida, which he'd done many times before in his uh, 12-foot John boat. And St. Augustine. I love St. Augustine, Florida. One of my favorite places that I've ever visited. And I could actually live there. Uh, it's beautiful that's the oldest city in america jeff yeah i know i know okay i got it anyway just saying i liked it um uh apparently a big wave hit his 12 foot john boat and uh tipped him over and knocked him out of the water so or knocked him into the water knocked turned the boat over so he managed to get back on board but was quickly taken out to sea so he was out there struggling for two days Two days. Uh, he was out there struggling to stay alive under the brutal Florida sun. He clung to the partially submerged boat. Jellyfish stings. Sharks swimming by. <laughs> His dad said that uh, he's had more conversations with God in the last 30 hours than he's had in his whole life. <laughs> I bet. So uh, boat crews pulled Charles from the Atlantic Ocean uh, Saturday morning after an air crew said, hey, that's him. <laughs> there he is. We found him about 12 miles off the coast. Uh, and they, you know, you have footage of him being uh, rescued by the Coast Guard. And uh, wow, just really incredible. I, I would not want to be out there uh, for more than two days. I mean, he's lucky to have the boat. If he didn't have the boat to lay on, I mean, you're done, right? I mean, you're floating on a shark, hoping the shark takes you into shore. <laughs> Can I ride you into shore, please? That would be great. 
he said you know he went from uh, you know sunburns during the day to wind blowing and freezing cold out there at night and uh you know he was exhausted and dehydrated yeah no kidding two days out there he is uh, lucky to be alive but he is he is and maybe just maybe and i don't know this this is just me i don't know talking off the top of my head maybe the conversations with god worked and i'm sure many people in lake tahoe have been having some conversations with god uh over their house being invaded by the bear uh hank the tank who has been uh responsible for at least 21 home invasions uh they finally captured him they captured hank the tank oh wait hank the tank was not a him it was a her and uh it had uh three cubs no she had she is it a she i don't know i don't know how she identifies i don't know how hank the tank identifies but hank the tank was taking care of three cubs we'll leave it at that so 21 home break-ins extensive property damage uh for over a year (laughs) uh okay now they knew it was her through dna testing and uh they've they know at least uh hanks causing the problems there apparently there are four different hanks this one is responsible for 21 of the the break-ins okay so biologists captured and safely immobilized hank along with her three cubs so had this been jeff fisher the story would have read jeff fisher saw hank and no longer with us hank the tank has been taken care of what about the three cubs jeff yeah oh my gosh that's so evil no i know i know i got it but uh apparently they're gonna you know they're gonna save hank and i was i was all happy because i was like well they can't they can't shoot hank he's got the cubs she it her they them got the cubs and you want them to stay together well uh no uh we're gonna send hank to some thirty-three thousand acre facility that's some safety sprawling refuge for criminal bears i guess i don't know that's where they send all criminal bears i don't know that that's where they're sending hank but uh the the young cubs who were an accomplice in the crimes by the way uh, they were there so they don't get to stay with mom we're gonna break up the family what come on now okay so yeah we can't uh we can't uh, we can't put keep them together why not well uh relocation is not typically an option yeah you know it's an option yeah so apparently uh the colorado parks and wildlife department can only approve one placement <laughs> so they can they're approving mom to go to this refuge but yeah we can't do the cubs so sorry man we'd like to keep them together they're all we'd like to keep the same criminal family together but we can't so we're just going to ship the bears the cubs off somewhere else unbelievable you'd think that a bear no matter how she he identifies with the cubs 
would count as one with the Cubs. The family would count as one, wouldn't you? It doesn't count like that at the border, Jeff. We're separating families all the time. It doesn't count like that in uh, real life with humans. We separate families all the time. People go to prison for their crimes. They break up families all the time. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we have the death penalty in the Jeff Fisher's world. You start attacking humans, start breaking into humans' property, destroying our property, thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage from this family of bears. Sorry about it. You can always follow me on Twitter or X at JeffyJFR. Uh, I keep saying Twitter, and I, I don't really mean to dead name the social media site, but I just do because it's part of our lexicon now. That's where I think Elon kind of screwed up with that. I don't know. I like X, but Twitter is part of the fabric of America now, and he's trying to take that away. And I don't know that I like that. But you know what? It's his deal. He bought it. Do what you want, bro. So you can follow me on X, uh, at Jeffy JFR. Facebook and Instagram is uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, as I said earlier, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Thank you. Uh, and you can always order a cameo from me. That's not free, but uh, cameo takes their cut. Then they pay me a little money, so they're kind of like my pimp. But I'll do what you want. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean. Whatever you want, order the Cameo at JeffyJFR on Cameo. So I see that uh, I still, yesterday we talked about the Elon Zuckerberg fight still going to happen, right? And Zuckerberg gave a date and they did all this and nobody, and then they're fighting over which platform is going to be streamed on. And I still, in the beginning, I said it would never happen. And then they start doing this, these little teases, and you start thinking it's going to happen. I'm back to thinking it's never going to happen again, okay? They're never going to decide on what platform to put it on. Maybe we just stream it on both. You know, Zuck wears a, a Threads uh, video cam on his head, and, uh, and Elon wears an X video cam on his head, and they stream it on their, watch it on both. I don't know. But now... Come to find out, now Elon says, well, you know, I may need surgery before we fight. Oh, uh, okay. Looks like he may need uh, work on his neck and upper back. So he's having an MRI. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So again, it's not going to happen. It's not going to. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't believe that it's going to happen. But, you know, what do I know? I just, I just don't believe that it's going to happen. Now, I also see where, uh, speaking of Elon and uh, his companies, uh, Tesla, the CFO, uh, Tesla's chief financial officer, Zach Kirkhorn, uh, according to this story, unexpectedly resigned. Now, he's worked with Elon uh, for 13 years at Tesla. Wow. 13 years. And he said... <laughs> Uh, one of the asset managers and i don't know who it was said it. it's a funny line though about working for elon for 13 years that's like working 50 years for anyone else 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, sorry, I made you work. Uh, so, uh, Kirkhorn, I guess, plans to stay at the company until the end of the year. I want to blah, 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 blah. I want to insert, you know, make sure a smooth transition. Blah, blah, blah. So he's been replaced uh, by the chief accounting officer uh, and uh, still unexpected. So we don't know. The day of volatility at Tesla when the CFO uh, hit the brick. So we don't know why. We don't know what the deal is. We just know it's a deal. We also know that the FBI is probing the cyber attack that hit a network of 16 hospitals and more than 166 outpatient clinics last week. Uh, they're working on it, though. They're on it. Uh, you know, no group has uh, come forward to say who's responsible for any of it, but uh, it crippled hospitals across four states uh, at the end of last week. And uh, so the FBI's on it. Don't you worry about it. Is that the same FBI that had the FBI agent Charles McGonagall who investigated Donald Trump uh, for colluding with Russia? That guy who is set to now plead guilty for colluding with Russia? (laughs) Is that the same FBI we're talking about? The same FBI, the guy, the FBI agent who investigated Donald Trump for that made-up Russia collusion is now set to plead guilty for colluding with Russia. Guilty, 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 guilty. <laughs> we are so doomed, man. Wow. That is unbelievable. He was a key figure in the Trump-Russia hoax investigation he's going to be pleading guilty after being accused of illegally working for a russian oligarch he was indicted in january and i don't remember him being indicted in january i don't remember this story but he was indicted in january for money laundering and violating u.s sanctions by working on behalf of russian billionaire uh, oleg dirapaska uh, so he also tried getting uh, dirapaska off the united states sanctions list I mean, that, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you can, and nobody believes you. But this is exactly, I mean, whatever they're telling you you're doing wrong, they're doing it. Whenever someone's pointing a finger at you, there's three fingers, wait, there's three. Whenever somebody is pointing a finger at you, there's three fingers pointing back at them. Yeah. Okay, so how many emails does it take before they get the hint that they stop sending it or they reword it? Okay. So um, not long ago, I talked about getting an email uh, sent to me to chewing the fat at theblaze.com from uh, Wahid Majru, uh, who's from Af- Afghanistan. At least that's what it says in the email. Now, I've talked to you, I've, sent, I've, I've read your emails that I get that they want to want me to you know, help them move, you know, millions of dollars and old accounts and stuff. But now Wahid has just said uh, in his email, and this is the same cut and paste email that he sent me before. Okay. Uh, I am looking for an investment collaborations with you as my country economy has collapsed totally. And then there's a space and then a period a residence by investment space with the option to relocate and the right to live and work in your country 
space comma space kindly let me know <laughs> i love how they try to get by all the uh all the bots and all the spammers that's awesome that's awesome uh, so i mean it's just hello comma then he drops it down another space i am mr period space wahid majuru and they put the spaces between uh, the set between the periods and the capital letters, just amazing. Best regards, Wahid. So Wahid isn't even offering me any money. Uh, he's just offering me collaborations with a resident by investment. So if I help him come over and relocate to the U.S., he's gonna gonna help me with a little investing. Is he? Is he? My original question is: So uh, how long? Okay, so it's been two months. So that will the next email change up from Wahid? And will it say, will he offer me money? Uh, he's got to, right? He's got to change it up a little bit. Uh, offer me a little money to help with the investment collaborations so that that can get him to the U.S. It's got to work. I mean, it's got to be working for somebody. Someone has to be answering these emails. But there's only a few that I've received where I really thought about answering them. Like, because you think, it's got to be real, right? No. No, it doesn't. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.